Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Trackside. This is IMSA Radio. Heading into the last portion of the season for Porsche Deluxe Canara Cup. North America. Counting today's race, only five more runs to the chequered flag before we crown our champion. We had a cracking race yesterday on the infield circuit at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Time now to go again. 28 flat six Porsches ready to race and it's live on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. Three, The Porsche Carrera Cup North America on IMSA Radio. Hello, everybody, as we bring sound and vision together for Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup at the famous venue of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Speedway, Indiana. And what a place to be this Sunday. Second of two races and an absolutely legendary spot. 14 quarters, just under two and a half miles. Going the wrong way down the front straight into an action area at turn one and right from the drop of the green. That is going to be busy. Watch out for people running on there and having to come through the cutout, rejoin at turn three. Down Holman Boulevard after the little chicane into turn seven. That is uh, the action area there. Also heavy braking at turn 12 and we've seen side by side uh, at turn 14 back onto the start finish line. Yesterday, as I said, very, very impressive racing, particularly from our eventual winner. But it started from the right from the, the start of the race with Stefan Rosinski jumping out of line as they came to green. That earned him a drive through. Riley Dickinson from pole position, runaway championship leader, did what he had to do in the white and green Porsche. He established a lead. It was all going on behind him with Alex Sedgwick getting a little bit of a bump and run and Jason Hart getting a penalty for that later in the race. That began the fight back by the Brit in that red, white and black number 98. Very close call at the first corner for Elias De La Torre as he missed turn one. He had to start all the way at the back because his car failed uh, as he was going out for qualifying over the kerb for the JDX racing car. And that was a penalty as uh, Sergeant Tom Sargent had gone around there as well. Scott Noble drove brilliantly in the blue and white number 10 to come home winner in the arm. Efren Castro won the pro-arm in the blue and red number 65. It was a dominating and controlling win by Riley Dickinson for Kelly Moss Racing. And he took the overall and stretched his championship lead. Making sure that he played tribute to his team from Kelly Moss Racing 
on the pit wall. The cars are rolling. Let's join Shea Adam, who is once again with me to describe the action. Couple of results there that were really, really important. Scott Noble, in particular, winning that AM category, and that has closed down the championship battle between himself and MDK Motorsports uh, uh, teammate and team owner, Mark Kavame. Hello, Shea. Hello, John. Yes, Mark Vame, only 25 points ahead of Scott Noble after yesterday's performance. Scott coming off of the big momentum. He has had victory in his sights for the last three rounds, and he looks to not be giving that up. There is still good companionship between those two. The battles in the Pro-Am category, 50 points now separate Efren Castro from Marco Cironi after the victory yesterday and a maximum points day of 28 for Efren Castro. But at the head of the field, it has been all about Riley Dickinson this entire season. And while the young man didn't have the championship clenched coming into this race, he does have a gap of 130 points near enough by my math. And albeit math is not my strong suit, but that does mean if he leaves today's race with that gap or greater, I don't think he can be caught in the remaining four rounds of the championship. 28 points per race, 56 points per weekend. That means there's 102 left on offer. So that's the only buffer that Riley will need after today's race. Grady Willingham and James McCann are on the, uh, the back row of the grid. John Getz and Kyle Washington ahead of them. Mark Kavami and Jake Pedersen. And then Chris Belomo and Scott Noble. He is the am pole sitter. Two cars between him and Kavami again. Marco Cironi in 20th. 19th, Elias de Troy. Now, he didn't qualify, but you are allowed to take your fastest race time to set the grid for race two. He's benefited from that on the inside of row 10. Radzinski and Metney on row nine. Catherine and Sabraku. Efren Castro, excuse me, uh, the Pro-Am, uh, Paul Sitter and Sabra Cook uh, on the eighth row. In th on the seventh row, uh, Wiley and Chodsky, Merrill and Yardley, McCann and McCarthy on row five, Hart and Libre on four, Dan Clark qualifying in sixth with Alex Sedgwick alongside him, Tom Sargent and Will Martin had a great battle yesterday. And then on the front row, Sean Varwig and Riley Dickinson locking out the front row for Kelly Moss Racing. 40 minutes on the clock for Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup Racing. Part two, great flag in the air at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Can Riley Dickinson repeat what he did yesterday? Eases gently into the, slightly more in the middle of the road, but he still feels the need to defend almost on the white line and the pit wall as he goes down in the turnaround and round the outside. There's carnage. One, two, three, four cars at least involved there, but Riley Dickinson, the championship leader, has managed to get through that was very tight. I think Tom Sargent was involved there. Certainly the JDX racing car of Will Martin has benefited. He's come through in a second. It's, it's Alex Sedgwick in third, but a host of cars going straight on at turn one as they now head down the Ullman Boulevard to turn seven for the first time. Has everybody else got going again? That is the question at the back of the field. Waiting to see if Sean Varwig has got through. Oh, and also a problem for the number 37. Further back down the field, that's damaged to the front. There's another car involved there. That's Chironi. Oh, that's, that's huge news for his championship as well. Full course yellow. Full course yellow, unsurprisingly, with Jimmy Libre from MDK Motorsports off at turn one. And that car was further back down. There's a wheel and tyre 
and even a brake disc that's gone missing there as well. So there's been heavy contact back down the field. And what a conflagration. Sabra Cook involved there. And that's where the wheels come from on the left-hand front of that car. And that's at turn seven on the end of the uh, Ullman Boulevard. So straight into the safety car. And let's see if everybody else has got back around. Sean Varwig's way off the back of the field. He's trying to catch them up. So it's the 17 car trying to go around the outside of Tom Sargent. And he cuts across where there's, there's four Porsches trying to go into a spot where there's barely room for two. And oh, there was a little touch on the inside once, twice as well by Will Martin on the leader. So the black and gold car, Shea picked the bones out of that. What did you see while I was looking at the sharp end of the field? Well, Sean Varwick's car is injured. He is coming down the pit lane now with his splitter actually dragging along the bottom. But there was three wide going into turn one. Tom Sargent taking the appropriate line through and aiming at the apex. But yes, three Porsches already there. Will Martin definitely getting a little bit feisty with a race leader, Riley Dickinson. This is going to give Kelly Moss a great opportunity to check up on Riley. Marco Cironi completely missing the breaking point at the end of the back straight. I wonder mm. if maybe he didn't have some kind of an issue because he just clobbered Sabrick cook yeah sabra uh, an absolute bystander there oh yeah oh yeah that was an issue from a long way back from chironi uh, it might even have been on the grass at one stage there uh, before effectively sabra cook stopped him he tried to pull to the left hand side but that was unabated speed from chironi and good to see that sabra's out of the car the car safety systems have done its job uh, the door pushed open and the front wheel ripped asunder. Um, Chironi. Chironi is out of the car. My apologies, it's Chironi that's out of the car. And the he's got his head in his hands there. That's a big, big incident. Now, these cars have full FIA safety cages and all of the appropriate safety equipment they are built as race cars and therefore they are very strong the emr safety crew with the with the kelly moss racing car at the moment this is they'll take the time they won't do anything quickly there is a, an inspection hatch above the drivers it's there uh, for the safety workers to be able to assess the condition of a driver uh, without having to move them. Full safety seat and hands device as well in these cars. So Riley Dickinson leading. Those incidents at turns one and seven under review. But Mark Maccheroni was clearly not in control here of his car as he came into what should have been the braking area. I mean, he was nearly, he, he must have been seven or eight or ten cars back as he came into there. And he just didn't slow down at all. He'd already pulled to the left-hand side trying to find some tarmac to slow down. There just didn't seem to be any retardation at all there. A 
something done on purpose uh, with malintent. That's just an incident on the racetrack, and it was unfortunate that Saber Cook's car was the one that he used to ultimately slow down, uh, but a very scary incident for both drivers and for both cars involved. It does give race control this opportunity to re-examine what happened at turn one, lap one, between so many of those cars to see if anyone there was at fault or could have done anything differently. Um, but while we are behind the full course caution, Efren Castro now, this is, uh, unfortunately for him, a very good day because he will benefit right. with Marco Cironi being unable to finish the race. This will be an advantage for Efren Castro, not the way that he wanted it, though. Right. Now, the good news is that Sabra Cook is out of the car and uh, she was being attended to by the EMR safety team. She was on her own two feet for a moment, but they're... They've got all of the safety equipment there. The hands device and the helmet is still on, so she's got out of the car with those on. That is, for me, that's a good sign. We'll wait for the news. She'll have to go to the infield care facility. And the, there's going to be a long time in getting that car cleared up. The clock will continue to count. The good news is, as I say, that she is communicating with the EMR safety team. And for a moment or two, at least, she had walked, been upright at least, uh, before they sat her down to take her to the rescue vehicle. Very, very big impact just ahead of the driver's door on that Kelly Moss machine and again reiterating what Shea said uh, no malice there from Marco Cironi you can see from his own body language when he was out in the car that was uh, a big incident Cironi's car is already on the flatbed such as the efficiency of our track services machines uh, track services uh, team and the flatbed operators. So, good news that Sabra, and, and just again, un underlining that the strength of the safety cell on these cars. The door was able to be opened. The driver's door was able to be opened on the left-hand side of that car, and Sabra came out of the driver's door. There is a hatch over the top of the driver, uh, which normally you would use if you didn't want to disturb them, uh, and that means that you can get assistance to the driver. Um, and that car is already uh, onto the back of the rollback. Brilliant stuff. So Riley Dickinson for Kelly Moss still leading. So the good news is then both drivers out of cars, both drivers talking to the EMR safety team. There's a lot of work for ACI and for Kelly Moss in terms of getting those cars back straight for the next two rounds. But that's what race teams do. The carbon-based life forms are the important part rather than the carbon fibre of the bodywork. 
So we are a couple of laps from heading back to green flag racing. Here's how they stand. Riley Dickinson leads. Will Martin in second. Bit of bumping and boring at the start of the race. Alex Sedgwick picked his way through into third. So Kelly Moss from 2JDX Racing Car. Then Mike McCarthy in the number seven. Uh, he came up from ninth position. Ryan Yardley for top racing in the number 78. He came up from 11th and picked his way through the carnage into fifth. Dan Clark started sixth, is sixth. Had to avoid the incident. Moranchowski in the number 13 car is seventh and he came up from 13th position for Wright Motorsports. Then Michael McCann, Jason Hart and Travis Wiley for the top 10. That's a good run. Shea Adam for Yardley after a less than spectacular run from that car yesterday. Yes, he was our only car to not finish a race in yesterday's race. So into the pit lane has come the number 74, Jimmy Lieber, a guy who had an excellent run in yesterday's race. Uh, but Ryan Yardley, the young man from New Zealand, still looking for his first podium in this series. Best finish of fourth that came at the Miami Grand Prix. So maybe it's something about the big tracks that makes Ryan Yardley just perk up and try a little bit harder. And yes, after uh, yesterday's race, we're looking to see a little bit more from him. He, today could be his first trophy. The big losers out of that, clearly Tom Sargent, who's all the way back down in 23rd position, uh, having been involved in that first lap, first corner incident. Sean Varwig for Kelly Moss has come to the pits and not moved. And now we've got the, the 77, Travis Wiley car was in 10th. Looks like there's smoke coming steam coming from the right front of that car so has he picked up some damage yes there's damage on the front splitter and the front spoiler of that car there are intercoolers behind that front splitter so looks like there might be a bit of fluid on the right front of that apex car as well travis wiley talking to his team but that car is going to drop down and that will extend this caution. We have not yet had a lap of green and we've got 12 minutes already passed into the book. I think I can see a little puddle of some kind of fluid. Looks like it's coolant coming from the front of that blue, yellow, red and white Apex number 77. And Travis Wiley's day is done this Sunday here at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Now, he had been running around behind the safety car. So we can only assume that that was as a result of damage from those early skirmishes. Jason Hart with a bit of damage to the left rear of the number 20, the black and yellow MDK motorsports machine. Efren Castro still leads Pro-Am, by the way, and he's up to 12th now ahead of Kyle Washington for GMG and Alan Metney for Kelly Moss. In arms, Scott Noble has only got in, uh, uh, Jake Pedersen between himself and Mark Kavami. And uh, John, uh, John Getz, excuse me, in third position in the arm. So what a dramatic opening. So has this happened behind the safety car? Has there been some contact 
Coming out of turn five into six is where that number 77 turned off. There was a lot of waving left and right. And look, there's circumstantial evidence. He was running right behind Jason Hart. So did Jason Hart and Travis Wiley get their zigging and zagging out of sync? And one of them zagged when they should have zigged. I think that's what's happened there, Shit. Uh, particularly given the palms to the air, shrug of shoulders, how can that possibly happen sort of expression from Travis Wiley. Extraordinary stuff, incident behind the safety car. About that was that he just gesticulated towards a bright yellow car, but it was the wrong bright yellow car. He <laughs> held his hands up towards Speedy Dan Clark, the number 64 from Nola Sport, but it was the other car out there with bright yellow that was Jason Hart's car and his crew actually running out to the wall did MDK Motorsport to take a look at the rear bumper to see is this okay is the exhaust damaged the result when the crew member came back over to the wall was yeah we're okay let's keep going the exhausts are right in the middle of the Carrera Cup car mirrors the GT3 road car and I think they're okay, yeah they are, but there is some damage behind the left rear wheel that's taken out a little bit of that rear panel. It's a, an air an exit from behind the rear wheels, help bleeds air out of the rear, underneath the rear fender, the rear wheel arch. So Jason Hart with a damaged car, how will that do it? that affect the car once again our intrepid marshal and track services team are in business and the apex machine was indeed leaking fluid from the right front after that coming together that was a quite a, a stout contact it's broken the headlight and pushed the front wing back and done damage in front of the right front wheel where those intercoolers those radiators are and Travis Wiley realising, I'm sure he saw all of the numbers go through the roof and he pulled that car up pretty much straight away, didn't even try to get it back to the pits, I think that's probably very wise and may have saved the beautiful uh, 4 litre flat 6 engine uh, 4.2 litre uh, flat 6 engine I was right the first time, 4 litre, they still have the 4 litre, which the GT3 would have the 4.2. Normally aspirated flat six, fantastic sound to these cars. Still available in a road car for the moment, but I don't think for much longer. The new 911 Special Edition, the ST, the latest car to get the road going iteration of this engine, actually a little bit more powerful than what the uh, the road ca the race cars are running this weekend. Number two in the pit lane, Sean Varwick. Now he did have exhaust damage, the left hand exhaust pipe and the mufflers right behind the rear panel. So that plunk up the back that he's got sorted. Something has uh, knocked something loose, I think that. Safety car lights are out and it has cleared off. So the field comes under 
the control of Riley Dickinson. And after 17 minutes and 10 seconds, are we going to get our first green rate slap? Coming down to 22 and a half minutes to go. Riley Dickinson, runaway championship leader. One hand on the 2023 Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. Bit of an overlap coming from Will Martin. Don't like to see that, if I'm honest. Dickinson squares off the corner and goes, and Will Martin was hung out a little bit, and Alex Sedgwick in the red, white, and black car will have a run down to turn number one. Will Martin did himself no favours there, got on the dirty side of the track when he tried to start accelerating down towards turn one. Sedgwick with McCarthy in the other red and white car looking as well. Down the inside, it's another one of the Kelly Moss cars. The pink and white, rather, should I say. Then coming through from further back, Varanchowski, Dan Clark right in there as well. The Nola Sport Machine battling further back down. That's Tom Merrill in the number 47, the yellow and white machine. Well, we've got everybody through the first quarter this time, and Riley Dickinson has held on to his lead. Alex Cedric couldn't turn that good run onto the front straight into a passing opportunity and Jason Hart's gone long into turn seven. He's got damage to the left front. He's not going to get that car back round. And he's ran into Michael McCann. For McCann Racing, the red, white and black number eight. There's damage to the right front of the yellow and black car. Jason Hart's having a horrible weekend. Oh my goodness me, shit. And Riley Dickinson doing Riley Dickinson things at the front of the field, out by a second or so. A little bit of a touch between those two cars in the braking area for turn seven. The question for me is, will they be able to get those cars back around or are we going full course yellow again? It's under review. Jason Hart trying to get back. Efren Castro, by the way, the Proam leadership, up inside the top 10 now. Jason Hart's right front wheel is locked up solid, John. That's why the smoke is pouring off of that car as he does continue to struggle back around to try and make it into the pit lane. But the battle's abounding further back down the Clark and Dan Clark now with his hands full of Ryan Yardley behind him. This has turned into a good little battle. That's Tom Sargent. Tom Sargent just drove by me, second in the championship. Wow, so he was at the back of the field in that McElroy racing car involved in the original incident at turn one, got turned around as he tried to go around the outside. Tom Sargent, Michael McCann, Jason Hart all in the pits. Sean Varwig already there. Travis Wiley out. Sabra Cook out. Mark Ocharoni already out. Tom Sargent has driven through. So was that then a penalty? That was incident yes. responsibility for the turn one lap one. I thought that he might get a call for that, and he has done. So now the fight back begins. Uh, 13th in the pro class. How far can he get up the field in the le next 20 minutes yet? Jason Hart has made it into the pit lane, as has Michael McCann, so we will be staying green. Tom Sargent now with his work cut out for him, because if he finishes where he is right now, zero points accrued. And with Riley Dickinson, where he is so often out front, trying to get the fastest lap, which he has just done and already got the bonus point for pole position, it means that Riley Dickinson is looking to clinch this championship right here and right now, well, in about 19 minutes' time. <laughs> in a great, great spot to take full championship points. Additional points for a pole position, as Shea mentioned, for 
fastest lap, Shane mentioned, but also for leading the most laps. And he tends to do that when he's at the front of the field. And he's got a great opportunity to, to uh, excuse me, that is uh, uh, not for leading the most laps here, but for the pole position and the fastest lap. He's got those already. So great way to take the championship with a pretty perfect weekend. 125.516, and he's gone. 1.9 seconds, and right now, and I, I, I'm not trying to turn down the excitement here, but Riley Dickinson, I reckon 18 minutes, 18 and a half minutes to go here, he's already in race management mode now. He's, he's, he's made that two yep. second gap, and now we've seen him do this so many times this season. He has perfected this art, John. He gets out front, he runs away a little bit, and then he just stays there. But Riley, not only with the fastest lap of the race, he is turning laps faster than anyone else now that he's brought it back a little bit, and his theoretical time, meaning his sectors, if you were to string them all together, the best time through, he is about a second ahead of anyone else's best theoretical time. Riley has found something in this Porsche Cup car that no one else has been able to unlock. He was good here last year as well. Always have the look when he's been here down through the last few years. But he's two and a half seconds to the good at the moment. Will Martin, for the moment at least, has a little bit of a breathing space. Three quarters of a second. We'll call that a breathing space. Half a, half a breath between himself and the number 98 of Alex Sedgwick, the JDX Autosports car. Then it's the teammate of the leader, Michael McCarthy, who's done really well actually picked his way through all of the madness ahead of him come up from ninth on the grid in the Kelly Moss car the white green and pink on the front valance and the wing mirrors and Michael McCann is back into the pit lane for McCann Racing now that's some good news at least for Tom Sargent because uh, that is one car he won't have to pass but he's a long way away from points to get into the top 10 and points. Jake Pedersen is in 11th position and here he is 40 seconds up the road for Tom Sargent and that McElroy Racing right white and blue car. In the classes, Efren Castro is in 10th position. Elias de la Torre has just passed them. But he's still got Jake Pedersen between himself and Alan Metney and Kyle Washington who are having a great battle for second in Pro-Am, the 99 and 32 car. Metney with that uh, GT Silver, mostly GT Silver car. Just going through turn three now. And in Am, Scott Noble has still got uh, Stefan Rezinski between himself and Mark Kvarmer. That's one, two, three, four MDK cars together actually because just ahead of Scott Noble is Jimmy Eblet in the number 74. That's a pro car, so not his class. The multicoloured machine is Kyle Washington just a little bit further ahead. 74 is Jimmy Eblet, who's just actually got by Kyle Washington. So just spoiled by four in a row MDK Motorsports. Still with 15 and a half minutes to go. Alan Metney in that silver car. Second in the 99. Turning in through to the final couple of corners. Off the speedway for a moment through 12 and 13 in the iFly sponsored car. And then feeding the power in. Trying to close in on Jake Pedersen. 
Battle for second starting to hot up a little bit as Efren Castro puts the fastest lap of the race in for the Pro-Am category. He's sitting in 10th, that's the 65 blue, red and white car. Scott Noble leading Am for MDK. He's just put that class's fastest lap in. He's up to a very creditable 15th position in the blue and white number 10. And at the front of the field, three seconds here, Adam, between Kelly Moss and Will Martin and Alex Sedgwick just tracking his teammate at the moment. Dan Clark, perhaps the man most likely in the Nola Sport race, Nichols car, uh, trying to close in on Kelly Moss's number seven, Michael McCarthy. That's the green and white car ahead, being chased by the car where everyone's gone mad with the highlighter pens, the 64 car, the bright yellow and bright green. <laughs> Dan Clark running very nicely indeed after a good qualifying, started in sixth, now up into fifth position. And a really great run out front as well, John, because we were made liars. Thank you, Riley Dickinson, taking his foot off the gas. No, his last three laps have all been below anyone else. He is in the 25s and extending this gap. It is now 3.4 seconds, the gap to the lead. But Will Martin with his hands full of Alex Sedgwick, and then as you said, Spooky Dan Clark, getting a trophy yesterday with the number two on the side of it, looking to try and get another one of those from this weekend's running. He can't do it. Dan Clark came good at the end of yesterday today's race and with today's race being slightly shortened due to that long full course caution he'll have even more tire life to play with yeah good point doing his best shin van gisbergen impression and being the tire whisperer yesterday not that this is uh not that this is gonna uh, set anything off in terms of the race but uh, jason hart's gonna have a 10-second penalty post-race. That car's in the pits at the moment. That was for the incident behind the safety car that saw the demise of Michael McCann. But race control clearly uh, making the point that that wasn't acceptable, whatever went on behind the safety car. So into the last dozen minutes or so. And Riley Dickinson out ahead of the field. Will Martin in second. Now the better part of four seconds behind. Dan Clark with Michael McCann, uh, Michael McCarthy, excuse me, in his sights at the moment, side by side, into turn one, nice manoeuvre, number 74 of Jimmy Niebler, and that was Jake Pedersen in the Raiden racing car, the multicoloured machine with the grass on the side, painted on the side, he hasn't been off. And that was a change then for 11th and 12th. Jimmy goes up to 11th. Jake goes down to 12th. And Alan Mechney is the next car behind in that GT Silver Machine. Bit of damage to the front of the Jimmy Niebler MDK Motorsports car. So he was involved in that rough and tumble earlier on. Just a note, by the way, the number 99 car just behind this battle that we're looking at in GT Silver, that is the supplying colour of Porsche Carrera Cup race cars. 
However, you barely ever see any in that cover. I fly decals on the side. You can get your ongoing version in that colour as well. Uh, tell them I sent you. GT Silver is that one. Riley Dickinson at the front of the field. You can have it any colour you want, it's Porsche. But that is the standard supply of the colour. Back down through the years, everything was white, wasn't it? We used to talk about plain white Porsches. 53 car leading is Riley Dickinson for Kelly Moss. Is he going to be another one of the drivers who have come up through Carrera Cup? What a great talent he is. Earlier on today in Australia, Kevin Estra was racing in the Aussie V8s in the Sandown 500. He was one of the core drivers there. Drove up to third position, Kevin, a former Carrera Cup France champion back in his early days. Still highly associated, of course, with Porsche. And going through the WeatherTech field and the Porsche drivers there, just look at those names who have been involved with Porsche and come through the system, and that is what Riley Dickinson is hoping to do at the moment. Varan Chotsky with Ryan, Yar, uh, with Thomas Murrow, excuse me, right behind him, the Nola Sport yellow, white and black car. They are having a bit of a dispute over seventh and eighth position at the moment. Ryan Yardley's about a second further up the road in the black and gold car. Down to the first corner. And through it. Last nine minutes. Championship on the line at the front of the field. Two JDX cars in provisional podium spots behind the Kelly Moss leader. But the closest battle on the circuit is the Chodsky and Merrill battle down at turn seven now on the infield. ADR red, white and black machine of Valenchotsky for Wright Motorsports just about holding on at the moment and this is allowing Elias de la Torre for JDX in the yellow and multicoloured striped car to close in on them. Elias had an awful qualifying day. His car had a bit of a conflagration and therefore he had to start all the way at the back and drove very well through the field in that number four car. Now, with only one qualifying session, you might have think, thought that he had to start at the back again today, but the regulations say if you do a better time than your qualifying time in race one, that is the, the time that sets your grid position for race two. And so Elias de la Torre benefited from that and he was Beautiful flat drift down through turn 14, but I think he's just gone long in turn one. Looked like he just missed his braking point by a couple of feet, and that's all it takes. He's gathered it back together, and yeah, he's still there, but he's just lost a little bit of ground. So this battle at the bottom end of the chop, top 10, 7th, 8th and 9th. De La Torre looking to the left and then pulls in behind the number 13 of Varan as they go through seven. 
overcast, track temperature 21 Celsius, 70 Fahrenheit. And the Nola Sport driver of Thomas Merrill looking for a way past that red, white and black car ahead. Great strapping shape, Adam, all the way through the field. Exactly what we'd expect from Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. Oh, isn't this a mega battle for Thomas Merrill looking to get back on the podium again. He's already gotten a couple of trophies on this year for Unchoxy. This would be his tied best finish. He's been in this position twice before this year, so he wants to try and hang on to that seventh place finish, but he is unable to focus forward with that bright yellow car of Thomas Merrill in his rearview mirror. And here comes Thomas now looking around the outside going into turn number one. Can he make the pass stick? Yes, he can. Thomas Merrill is up to seventh. That was a very, very lovely maneuver. Clean as a whistle. Chodzki defending down to the inside, gave up the cleaner, more grippier side of the track, and Thomas Merrill made use of it, takes that position and moves up into seventh. Now, can Elias de la Torre follow through as he charges back up through the field, started in 19th position, already up to ninth. At the front of the field, Riley Dickinson, Sunday morning drive for him. Tune to IMSA Radio, I'm sure, while he's listening to us. Hello, Riley, give us a wave. If he does, that's really going to spook me now, isn't it? <laughs> In second place by uh, about five seconds, it's the JDX Racing Twins, Will Martin and Alex Sedgwick. The gold and black car in second place, crossing the line now. There goes Sedgwick, Michael McCarthy just coming to the line. He's another two seconds back, and Dan Clark has been sitting at about nine tenths or a second away in fifth for a wee while. Hasn't really made any purposeful passing manoeuvre. Down into the last four and a half minutes now, Shea. She's got the pencils got and paper out. On her hands too. And We've got a battle brewing between Scott Noble and Mark Fame because Mark Fame is closed up now, to within two seconds of Scott Noble, and that's something that down. he wasn't able to accomplish at all yesterday. Thank you, Shit. That is down in 16th and 17th position. That's the battle for the arm lead. Scott Noble in the blue and white car. Mark Varmi, next car back in the purple and white machine. And traffic for Noble here could be an issue. Now, John gets us right there as well in the number 57, also with the purple on the front, the purple and silver car. Now he could do Scott Noble a bit of a solid here if he starts to get in the mirrors of Mark Kavami. Kavami, championship leader, barely as Shea told us at the start of the race. Two teammates, and Mark Kvame is the MDK of MDK Motorsports. But all the drivers running for themselves, so there'll not be any team orders. I don't think, I don't think you could expect Mark from the car to have team orders to tell the driver in front of him to slow down. So Shea Adam, as it stands at the moment, 
what's the what's the gap in the am championship with four races to go after this one if it were to end right now right now with scott noble out front uh he gains further onto mark fami's championship lead because mark came into today's race 25 points clear well scott noble ate into that with two points for the fastest lap and the pole position sorry three points for the fastest lap and the pole position so that goes down to 22 points and then a five point further swing with scott noble finishing first that would be 25 points and 20 for mark fami so that would make the gap hmm, eight 25 minus 8, that tells me 17. That is more than attainable to switch when we get to WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca for Rensport Reunion 7. And even if they finished first and second for the last four races, that's enough points if Scott Noble can finish first. Mark Pavani's got to finish ahead of him at some stage, I reckon, and that's not counting the bonus points he for does. Paul and fastest laps because there's a five-point swing between first and second in each of the four races following this one the season will finish off at the circuit of the americas supporting formula one grand prix big slide by the leader i think induced by riley dickinson with 5.2 seconds he can afford to enjoy himself but there would have been a sharp intake of breath on the kelly moss pit perch there riley dickinson what a perfect weekend. And if this does provisionally net in the championship, there's post-race tech and all of that to go through. But what a way, Shea, if he is to win the championship this weekend, this has been as picture-perfect a weekend you can have as a race driver in Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. I believe it's called doing it in style, John, because out <laughs> of the races this year, Riley Dickinson has won the race, taken the fastest lap and the pole position three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. Wow. He's won nine times. So that is called authority. He's come into this championship season with more focus than I've ever seen from him before. Total commitment to the championship and known Riley for a while, still a relatively young man, but he's been around Porsches for a while and been around racing for even longer. He believes his future is in sports cars and he wants to go and represent Porsche Carrera Cup North America at the shootout in Europe that would net him a Porsche Young Driver Scholarship for next year. And that is a foot on the ladder of sports car racing that could take him all the way to the top class in IMSA with GTP, to the FIA World Endurance Championship and potentially to the top of the winner's steps at such hallowed ground as the 24 hours, the Rolex 24 hours of Daytona, the Mobile One 12 hours of Sebring, of course, the endurance race next year here at Indianapolis and the 24 hours of Le Mans. That's what Riley has been aiming for since the first drop of the green flag earlier on this season and he's doing it in style he's rileyed it a perfect weekend for riley dickinson a full complement of points and subject to confirmation that's the 2023 title for riley dickinson for kelly moss another championship on the driver's side it's been a great weekend too for efren castro
the number 65 driver comes to the line now and rounds off the weekend with 11th position overall but winning in Pro-Am ahead of his major competition Alan Metney and Efren's taking the fastest lap in his class as well and while we're talking about people doubling up let's make it the hat-trick all of the classes this weekend Scott Noble comes to the line in the number 10 MDK Motorsports car He's got the fastest lap, he took pole position, and now with Mark Varmeer sitting behind him as they came across the stripe, the gap in the Arm Championship is down to just 18 points, and Scott Noble is on a roll. Shea Adam, what a weekend for all of our three class winners. What wonderful racing that we saw when we did get to go to green flag situations. And yes, the points championship, 17 points after doing my rudimentary math. And now it is Mark Flame starting to get nervous about Scott Noble. Race winner, pole position and fastest lap in all of the races this weekend for Scott Noble. Efren Castro's lead balloons out to 78 points over Marco Cironi with third, fourth and fifth in the championship way further back. It is still Cironi with a chance at this one, but it is all said and done for Riley Dickinson because he has a potential of 112 points over the next four races and his gap is well north of that. So provisionally, Riley Dickinson is our 2023 Deluxe Porsche Carrera Cup North America champion. And we wish him and Kelly Moss Racing the very, very best of luck for the rest of the season and hearty congratulations on a job well done. An, un, uh, an untidy race uh, to the first third of it at least, including an incident behind the safety car. We wish Sabra Cook in particular all the best after heavy contact when Marco Cironi ran into him. It was Efren Castro who took pro-arm, Scott Noble who took arm, and Riley Dickinson wraps up the 23 championship by taking a perfect weekend at Indianapolis. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.